0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show.
2: Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Show. All right. Hello, world. Good afternoon. Hey, welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. And this is where we tell our stories our way. And boy, do we do that. You know, and it's been a great time right here. And we want you to. Keep in mind that we're here every Monday, Friday, no, yeah, well, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturdays from 12 to 2 Central Standard Time. Okay, we got a great show today. Hey, I Broke Out of Prison, Ratia Rogers is in the house, she's here, and uh, we're doing a book review right here. We're going to be talking to this beautiful young lady in reference to uh, I Broke Out of Prison, and... uh, It's a great book, so for those of you who like to read books, I'm pretty sure you can find it on Amazon and other things like that. But you can dial the number, 646-716-5525, and don't forget to press that one button. Bobby Eaton, Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk here in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, You can drop by anytime. We give a voice. To the voiceless. And that's what we do. And we want you to uh participate. Stop by if you got issues. Email us at eatonmusic2 at gmail.com. Again, that's E-A-T-O-N Music2 at gmail dot, dot com. Let me give you a couple of phone numbers right quick. All right, you can reach me. I'm gonna give you my personal cell phone number. That's area code 832 443 Nine, nine. Again, that's 832-443-9499. Four, four, nine, nine, nine. All right. Now, if you want to reach Eaton Media Services, that number is 918-856-3873. Again, that number is 918-856-3873. Oh, let me tell you a little bit what's going on here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We have the all-new KBOB 89.9 if you're listening. I appreciate you tuning in. And we have the Villeville Morning Show which is from 7 to 9 o'clock. Also we have uh, uh, Education with Daryl Bright and Joyce Williams. That's every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Vanessa Hall Harper has a show which starts at 12 on Saturdays. Uh, Mr. Groove Taylor Playing your favorite uh, hits from the 70s and 80s and some of the 90s from 2.30 to 5.30 on Saturdays. DJ Perfecto comes on right after Dale, Mr. Groove Taylor from 6 to 10. Two Dogs Radio Sports Talk every Tuesday, 6 p.m., 7. I got a lot of shows going on. And we got DMAC Jazz on a Sunday and a few other shows to come. Here on the all-new KBOB, 89.9 FM. So we want you to participate. Call us if you got any ideas or something like that. We want you to just, you know, just tune in. Come on with it. All right. We'll be right back.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, the all-new KBOB
2: 89.9
3: FM Black on Black Community Radio Hi,
4: I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery we do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamintown at gmail.com. Thank you. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you.
5: I'm, I might as well drop a, drop
1: a, drop a meal, something on your home. Belly Bear, Messy Mika, Mika, Sunshine, Sunshine, Sunshine Randall, Randall Lopez, Lopez Oakman
2: Smith, and DJ Perfecto. Yep, that's my
1: crew hey. Wake up, wake up, wake
2: up, wake up. Wake up every morning with your morning crew from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the all-new 89.9 FM community radio. What is that? KBOB. Oh,
5: yeah. If your credit starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6... This is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the credit Shiro at 832-642-1554. searching for ways
4: to grow your business, or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community, the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. Welcome back to the Bob Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Hey, and in the studio, Latia Rogers, how are we doing, ma'am? Grab that microphone right there in front of you and turn it sideways. Other way. Sideways. Get it? Hold on one second. I'm going to get you. All right, sorry about that. You know we're not formal over here, so we do anything the way we do it (laughs) right here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. You know, how are we doing, ma'am? Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great, great to have you. Now, uh, you've got a book called, I Broke Out of Prison, right? Yes. And uh, you wrote it, and it's an inmate that has no other choice but to run, right? Yes. So, before we get into the book, tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you're born and raised, and some history about yourself.
6: Oh, yes. I was born and raised from here, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so, I was raised from here, went to school here. And um, that's where uh, my life started to spiral down is when I went when I was in school and people would, you know, bother me. So, um, I had to let them know, you know.
2: You so, had to let them know?
6: Yes, I had to let them know, which means that we, we fought and they got the best of me, you know, for picking on me. So yes, I am born and raised from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, so you were bullied? Uh, Yes, people picked on me and, and, and uh, took me to the test.
0: Really? And, and
6: so I, I beat them up. Cause they messed with me first. Like I never went around uh to bother anybody.
2: But they and would tease you and mess with you first and then you beat them up and jump on them and that's what happened.
6: Yes, and I got in trouble, of course, and got expelled and all of that. So Ah, yes, so
2: that's where that's where it all Where did that happen? You know. At what what school?
6: I went to I went to Cleveland Middle School. I went to I went to Whitney, um over there by Nathan Hill.
0: Mm-hmm. And
6: so, um that's where a lot of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of um things had had spiraled down in my life, you know. Um Growing up and uh, fighting, you know, people would, you know, like I said, pick with me, and and then it was on. So I had to on. let them know. Yeah.
2: Yes, absolutely. Oh. Wow, wow. Yes. So you grew up here in Tulsa, parents and everything raised. Yes, here my Tulsa? mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right here. Angel
6: McBee and Raymond Deaver. Yes. Okay,
2: gotcha, gotcha. Yes. All right, so that's uh, good because a lot of us come from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we've been through different things. And coming up as a child, how was it for you?
6: Well it was a very good thing. And I'm still appreciative of that till today. That my, my mom and dad, you know, raised us up. It's me and two more other siblings. The other one wasn't born yet. And so they raised us up in the Lord. You know, we went mm-hmm. to church and, you know, my dad taught us how to get on our knees and pray, you know, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so uh that's what, that's what, what still stuck to me <laughs> and still sticks to me this day, you know. I still do that. I still get actually get on my knees and do that every day, you know. That prayer stuck with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Were you always like that
2: all your life? Uh, always uh, did like. You, did you deviate from the uh, the teachings of the gospel? Um. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> as you were like in elementary school or high school, you were still rooted in. Uh, the the church and the gospel.
6: Uh, well, no, not like I was how my how my mom and dad raised us, but Mm -hmm. uh, my my grandparents. Uh, some time later, years ago, uh, my grandparents. Um, uh, well, my grand my grandpa would try to offer to pay us
0: (laughs) to go to church. To go to church. That's how
6: that's how far away that you know I had ran you know from from a child you know growing up you know fearing the Board. And I used to love to wear, uh, you know, nice, pretty skirts. My dad would, you know, keep us with nice shoes, and you know, my mom and dad would keep us with nice church clothes. And so, yeah, that that went out the window. That yeah, went out the window. Did, huh?
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, did you go out partying and stuff after a while, and clubbing, and you know, drinking, and all of that kind of stuff?
6: Did oh, You do any of that? Wow. Yes. Yes. That that played a a major part of my life. You know, growing up, you know, running away from God as a as a little girl and yes, I did. I I I have been into the clubs and you know, had got my own apartment when I was, you know, really young and How young were you?
2: I was really young. Yeah. <laughs> 15. <laughs> 15 with your own apartment? Yes. 15 turning 16. Yes. Oh my god, you were yes. paying rent?
6: Yes, yes. Okay. Wow. And so a lot of that is talked about that I wrote in the book, so have lots of chapters to uh, read about, but yeah. it's a it's a very simple read. Short mm-hmm. chapters and very simple read, yeah. easy to understand.
2: Okay, yeah, I noticed that I was as I was browsing through your book, and that you got a lot of chapters. Like you say, it's a pretty easy read, huh? Yeah, I can yes. I can kind of tell. <laughs> you got it kind of spaced out in the paragraphs and stuff. So yeah. yeah, it's kind of kind of a a way to get into it. Well, uh, let's talk about okay let's see i don't want to get to the prison part quite yet you know but you were out there in the streets doing things you were young you were 15 years old and you had you your own apartment were you working a job or something at that time
6: well i was there's a chapter in here that talks about government cheese Mm -hmm. and so yes yeah i was on that uh you know i had a
2: baby okay you had a baby and you were getting a check yes so you were able to qualify to get uh, housing. Yes, that's 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 how up. that came about, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you had housing. Were you? Did you have a significant other, uh, boyfriend, or anybody that was attached to you at that time? Oh uh, yes, I had some boyfriends. I had the
6: the baby's dad was in my life, and
2: you were just in love. Huh? <laughs>
6: yeah. All
2: of that stuff that we say, yeah. and uh, you were just following in the footsteps <laughs> of the of of the dad. All right, was it controlled or did you control him or did he control you or both of you guys work together?
6: Yeah, we, we, we worked together. I pretty much whatever I you know, tried to point out whatever I wanted, he would try to do whatever to keep me, you know, he uh, <laughs> we loved one another.
2: But, yeah, uh, but eventually things came to an end.
6: Eventually, right? yes. It yes, came to an end. And yes.
2: once that happened, what happened next? Uh
6: when that came to an end, that would I would Move this right along up to uh, me um, going to jail. So
2: going to jail. Yes. Okay. Yes. And what were you incarcerated for?
6: Well, I was out uh, driving around in my car. I had a nineteen seventy eight Dodge Aspen, and so I had my sister and some people in the car, a cousin and uh, this boy, and so we we went to uh, it was a store called Buy for Less. That is not there anymore. There's a Mexican store, I believe. I don't know the name of it, right there off of North Lewis. And so I went in and, you know, said, you know, watch this. So I grabbed some. I
0: remember some, this
6: too. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I grabbed some boons and was, you know, went in and was bold, you know, to get some wine coolers, some boons. And so I ran you out. You say boons.
2: Do you mean boons Yes, the,
6: the, yes, the, yes, the wine cooler, yeah, the tasty, the, fruity. And
2: the wine and, itself.
6: Yes, Boone's farm,
2: yes, okay. Boone's farm that okay, yeah, that's why okay, I, you said Boones, I'm like, okay, yes, yeah. the
6: Boone's farm, the boons wine farm, cooler wine. type, yeah, of, I got you, yes, so I grabbed that, I ran out, and uh didn't, didn't know the manager had came out, and i had I had skied it off like really fast, and so uh he i I nicked his leg. I nicked his leg. And so they had, they got the, uh, the, the, the camera, they got the, they ran the camera back, camera. the surve- surveillance camera,
1: yeah. but
6: previous to that, I, see, it wasn't even two years. It was close to two years. I had gotten into trouble uh, going into the stores and, you know, stealing out of the stores, you know watch this i'm so going to do this you were going doing
2: it on a regular basis huh
6: I w- it was yeah, it, it 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 got up to a regular basis so i was on a two year deferred sentence when that happened when that particular incident happened right there this was in 2003 so, so what
2: was the first sentence i mean what was the first going sentence? into the store stealing so you uh-huh, got, and I got doing caught it, and mm-hmm. then you got caught doing it again and they
6: put me on the two year deferred, two-year deferred sentence, sentence and then i got caught doing it again i skied it off in my car, and 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 the I didn't know the manager ran out. They got I nicked his leg uh, with the car. <laughs> with the car, thank God I didn't. You know it wasn't worse than that. Okay. And so they charged me with assault with a dangerous weapon. Oh. And so yes, because I and I mean you know it, he he could have got killed, you know, but thank God it didn't get that deep. It didn't get that far. But mm. and you but, had other people in the car with you. And yes,
2: yes I yeah. did. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so they caught up with you, huh?
6: Yes, yes. I checked in with my um, uh, my lawyer,
2: and so um, he well, told okay, me— Okay, back up. Okay. So you're in this car, mm-hmm. and you got people in there, and you nicked the the owner's leg, right? The manager's leg. speeding manager's So you're speeding off, so the police come? The police, no. The police didn't know. So where did
6: you go? Uh, I think we went back to the apartment or something. <laughs> so well, you I mean... guys
2: went back to the apartment. Uh-huh and to or get drunk to get, to get drunk, drunk. So to, to get wasted y'all to, had you know, all this booze, farm and coolers and stuff right mm-hmm. had black
6: and mild cigars and you know was going to go out to the club and
2: yeah. you know, go kick so it so go hang felt, out you felt like you got away with it all. yes right? yes we escaped yes and then what happened <laughs> and the then surveillance so, cameras yes yeah. so uh, like a couple of
6: days after that i had checked with my lawyer man and so he to see what um what date was my court date for my two year deferred sentence? Cause I was just about to get off of that and move right. on with my life. But you unfortunately were that clo- you were that close I was getting that, off of that close to getting off of my, yes, my two year deferred sentence. And so I'm talking to my lawyer guy. <clears throat> he tells me that he sees that I just uh, committed another crime. So I'm wondering, how did huh? he know? Wait a minute. How did you, huh? Wait a minute. How did you figure this out? So we, he talked and let me know. So I went ahead and, Oh, yeah, it was me, you know, went ahead and confessed and told them, which they already had me on the camera anyway. So mm-hmm. when I they gave me a court date and uh, went to court and me me and my sister, we were planning on going out and kicking it and partying with a with little cousin. You know, his birthday was coming up. It was approaching. And so uh, unfortunately, that when I went to court, they kept me and I never was able to go out to go and kick it and party and, and do it up. You know, <laughs> that's
2: what that's what the thing was.
6: Back then, so
2: you couldn't. So, so, wow. So they incarcerated you, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. On the spot. Yes. At, at, during my my court my court, your court appearance. Your court appearance. Yes. Okay, and lock? Were you locked down for a certain period of time, or is that where your prison sentence started? That's where
6: that that's where they locked me down at at the right here in Tulsa at the at the David L Moss Jail.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they incarcerated you at David L Moss, right? Yes. And then you had to go back to court on another case. On the, I mean, the other case, the same one. Well, I believe they did.
6: They did that all at once. They at, oh, it they at, did they, it all at one at time.
2: One. Yes. Both cases, right? Yes,
6: because they put they put two cases together, and um, and that's how they they
2: formed my sentence.
0: Mm-hmm. They
6: put
2: them together, and so they gave you time behind it.
6: They gave me time behind. Yes, from what I had and been doing. And the time
2: served to David L. Moss, right? Yes, time served. Yes. Time served there. So, how long were you at David L. Moss?
6: I was at David L. Moss, let's say, I believe it was about a year, maybe 10. No, not a year, but about 10, yeah, close to a year, well, 10, close, months.
2: Uh, 10 months. Yes. David about 10 months at Here David L. Moss? About 10 months at David L. Moss. And then you were transferred mm-hmm. out. Right? So
6: transferred out to Lexington, where they. That's the processing center. It's right? not the processing center now. Yeah, but it was. But then. it was then. Yeah, I know so, at one time yes. I heard
2: it was the processing. Mm-hmm. Then they dispersed you to wherever you were. To, wanted. yes. Uh-huh. Well, so, you were at Lexington? Yes. Yeah. And then from Lexington did you
6: Well, I was at Lexington, let's say, about three weeks.
2: And they, they you know, they,
6: they check you and you go to the nurse, the doctor, whatever mm-hmm. and all of that. And so uh about three weeks was up, then it was time you call a uh, poor change to go to the big pen, the big house.
2: This is the Mabel Bassett and all <laughs> Mabel that? Mabel
6: Bassett, yes. That's Correctional you, is that sentence. where you
2: went as a lady?
6: That's where they that's where they took they
2: me. They processed
0: you they to, processed Mabel me
2: Bass. to Mabel Bassett. Now let me ask you this. Even before all of this, how were you feeling like when you were at David L. Moss and did you feel as though it, there was still some hope of you getting out of David L. Moss or did you just know you were going to be locked up and had to do some time?
6: Well, it, 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 it's pretty much both of them. You know, when I got sentenced, they pretty much, uh, I kind of got scared because, um, you know, they were kind of throwing these years at me and I just couldn't Fathom, I couldn't understand. I couldn't really comprehend. Like, wait a minute, why are you? This is throwing you know, all this stuff. Yeah, uh. yeah, all this time, and and you know, threatening me that if I didn't sign, they were going to add more years. So, but I knew everything was going to be okay, and I had hope. And that's what I tell people today. There's hope because when I first went in, my life flashed before my eyes, and so I, I surrendered. That's why I named this chapter The Holy Ghost Arrest, because I gave it all up. I surrendered.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I've
6: been in gangs. I've sold crack, cocaine. I've I've done a lot of things. And mm-hmm. it was time. Because, see, I, that wasn't my first time in jail. I've been in. That was my fifth time, as a matter of so fact. So you
2: had been in jail previous several times before that, huh? I've been in, yes, four in times. In and out, in and out. In but... and out, four times before oh, the fifth okay. time. Okay, yes. okay, I understand that. Yes. So they gave they just gave you all this time, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> right. How how many years time did they give you?
6: They gave me a five and a three, so which equals eight years. And so you just they ran them together. They ran everything together. So that was when, eight
2: years, right? So when
6: some yes, when someone finishes up, let's say a two year sentence, and they gave somebody you know uh, six years, so you do the two and the four, you run them together. So mm-hmm. they ran the five and the three together, which equals eight. So. No. Some people, well, did you do the whole eight years? No, I didn't do the whole eight years. I did three years.
2: Okay. And so, yes. Three years of incarceration. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the rest was done outside, right? No, 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 no. It was all over with?
6: Oh, it was done. It (laughs) it was all she wrote. That was it. There was nothing else.
2: Just three years and boom, mm -hmm. everything is done. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because I know some guys and some ladies (laughs) get that uh, and they have to do maybe, they got an eight year sentence. They do, like you say, three years in and maybe the rest of them, they may have to do out on probation or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. You know? But you were blessed enough to not have to do that.
6: No. Yes. Yeah, so I was,
2: did you have a bunch not. of court fines and stuff?
6: Yes, I did. I had to pay, uh, pay, go downtown, you know, at the basement and make uh monthly payments, which they work with me and, you know, whatever, you know, I you know, came up with, I was able to pay and to the next 30 days and the next 30 days. And, you know,
2: mm-hmm, so. Okay. During your stay of incarceration, you did, you were in Mabel Bassett, right? Mabel Bassett. So what was it like?
6: What was Mabel Bassett? What? Tell me
2: exactly <clears throat> in our audience that are listening right now, what was it like to be incarcerated? Uh, They let you out for one hour, right? Well, the, the one-hour part that's in Lexington. We're at one hour
6: out. You know, out of 24 hours a day. Right.
2: right. Okay. Yes. Lexington. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in Mabel Bassett.
6: In Mabel Bassett, you you know you get up, you know you go to school. They got a school there. They have jobs there, and so um, you get up and um, get ready. Go take a shower, brush your teeth, do your hair, whatever. Get ready. Be at work on time. If it's at eight in the morning, you be there. Um, you know, you you do eat. They feed you three times a day. You get up early for breakfast. Then there's lunch, and then there's dinner, and then uh, there's, there's a bunch of inmates, you know, running around the compound. It's it's a lots of people. Um, I, I I believe I handled my <laughs> I handled mine very good because you know when I first went to jail, my life flashed before my eyes, and I had already I I, I gave it up. I said, God, I, I I surrender. I gave it up to Jesus, and so. Um that's that's what helped me, you know. So get is that through. when your
2: spiritual awakening started taking place when you were in in a quiet time you had by yourself?
6: Yes, and then mm-hmm. I I began to grow mm-hmm. and, and go to church. You mm-hmm. know, ladies would come out and uh, the same thing I'm doing today, the ladies would come out and um and, and, and preach.
2: And, and teach to you guys. Yes, and praise yeah.
6: God. Mhm.
2: So, so that's where your ministry started, right? Yes,
6: it started there. It started there in in, in jail so first. You had so. roommates, right? Uh yes, I had roommates. Yeah,
2: yeah how I did that roommates. work out between you and some of the others? Were there ever any confrontation in the sale?
6: Yeah, there's one when I was um, shipped out to Mabel Bassett. Uh, I had a there's a uh, see there's two Caucasian girls, there's an Indian girl, and then there's me.
2: Everything seemed to in be. One, oh, three y'all in all. It's it was two bunk beds. Two bunk beds. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, so
6: there's two Caucasian girls, there's an Indian girl, there's me.
2: There's one. One and one empty one,
6: bed, right? And yeah, there's a a bunk bed on this side of the room, then there's a bunk bed on the other side. So there's one up front, one at the bottom on each bunk beds. And so uh, one day I was coming upstairs, I was coming from, I don't know, I got my hair done doing something coming upstairs. And so the lady, um, she was sweeping and said that I I brushed over her and I didn't. (laughs) I didn't do that. So we, we had some words. And you know, the First thing she did was ran downstairs. And so at that at that moment she she kind of caught me. I almost snapped and uh went off on her and um uh, <laughs> the the rest would have been history. But I just I thank God that you know God made me a stronger woman
2: to overcome that. To
6: overcome that. Cuz see, you know, I was raised up in that and even before school when people would you know, uh, try to pick with me and 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 things like that. We would get into, and they would get the best of me. I already had experience with that with my own sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, you're and really... even some
6: fights with my brother if he, you know, get on my nerves and make me mad or
2: you know, vice so fam- versa. Would've... Some family issues, your Ar- mm-hmm. yeah, brother sister yes. fights and, mm-hmm. and and debates and yes. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Arguments,
6: arguments, and... family members, yeah, different yeah, things yeah. like yeah. that. So I'm saying that I, I had I had already dealt with that. I had already grew up with that. So. Uh, going to school, like I said, go back a little bit to the school part. None of that really, it got to me because I, I it, it was me. is who I was, you know, uh, made to be when somebody, you know, was picking on me. So what I'm saying that having any altercation or anything like that at the prison wasn't no deal to me at all. I mean, I could I could have handled it. You know, I wasn't afraid of, of anybody or anything like that, but I'm saying that God had already got a hold of me in the jail cell, so I wouldn't have to do that because it's not about, you know, somebody getting the last hit, somebody beating the, the heck out of somebody. It's, it's not, you know, the word says it's not against flesh and blood. We have to pull down these strongholds. You know, just when we first came in tonight, my dad's here tonight, everybody that's tuning in, and so, uh, Bobby had said he, there's spiritual warfare, so I'm referring back to that, the spiritual warfare that you know I didn't have to I, I didn't I didn't look at it in in the eyes of the flesh, so it it was it's spiritual. But she almost caught me, and if she hadn't ran down the stairs at that moment, I, I don't I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't, you don't know, know what I just, the outcome don't think It wouldn't
6: have been nice. It wouldn't have been nice. But then you got to think as well, you know. I don't want to yeah. give God a bad name. I don't want any more time added on. I've got my son that's yeah, waiting on yeah, me, my yeah. family, you know. And
2: more time would have been added. More
6: on. time would have been, and you go in the hole and you you sit yeah. in the hole for nine, eight, ten months or whatever, the, the, depending on how severity of the fight you know was. Yeah,
2: so, yeah. So I
6: didn't I didn't go in looking at it. And that's the, and a that long type of,
2: time to be in the it hole. It is a long time. You know, I yes. had a show one time uh, about incarceration, black men here, and uh, inmate. Called into the show on a cell phone hmm. You know because they do get Cell phones inside the penitentiary <laughs> yeah. And he called into the. and he was Whispering uh, and he was Pleading his case and he was Giving out phone numbers and Things and who to call and stuff like That you know hmm. and I'm saying Now during your period Of incarceration did they have cell phones In there? I, I Never saw a cell phone I used the
6: phone to talk to my son And his dad and You know, the the regular, the regular, the regular pay phones that they have. But as far as seeing, I've never saw any drugs or any, any cell phones. you know, which drugs and cell phones do go on in the penitentiary
2: all the time, you know, but I didn't.
0: You know, I I know a
2: friend right now who paid, he had to pay $500 for a flip phone,
0: Mm. a flip phone
2: to get into the, he paid $500. (laughs) His son is in there for life. And mm-hmm. that's the only way they have communication. Mm-hmm. And whenever they find out he's got that phone and take it away, he waits a while and then he buys another one
1: mm-hmm. and
2: puts it, uh, you know, put it, you know, $500, you know, wow. so flip phone. Yeah. You know, so that's... Uh, so you're saying a lot of stuff goes on inside the prison Mm -hmm. system Mm -hmm. and you were in there Mm -hmm. and so you were able to hold on to your faith
6: i was able to hold on to my faith because just like everybody else you know was uh fighting and not following the rules and getting into it with the guards and all of this i had the choice we all had the same choice but i made up my mind when i was in jail that god you're real god I, i repenting of my sins for all the crimes and the things that i did i accepted jesus and i was for real with that i was for real i wasn't faking
2: and shaking i was for real because so that's what kept me my and, faith and, and that's another question that i ask because i know everybody gets saved when they go to prison you know a lot of everybody find god and they find jesus and stuff like a that. a lot of stories a lot of stories again i know guys who got saved inside the the penitentiary, but once they got out, they went back to the same <laughs> same lifestyle, so you have to have that passion in your heart mm-hmm. and really believe and continue on to do that type of work. you know if you say who you are and who you're gonna be and uh you've been able to maintain that you know throughout yes. your incarceration, yes, and uh never no fights on the inside, right?
6: I've never got into a fight, no no physical I
2: fights or nothing no.
6: i've saw I saw a fight when I was in jail. Um maybe one maybe two fights on the yard at the pen but I I it it wasn't my point of view. No. I wasn't looking for that. I I didn't I didn't hang out with those type of females that they the don't you, go to church. They talking and gossiping about folks and looking people up and down. That, that was none of my focus. I didn't want to be around that. Mm-hmm. People came to me for spiritual. Mm-hmm. People came to me and asked me, "Sister Tia, and they start crying, this is going on. Can you pray?" One okay. time there was a lady, she, her hair wouldn't grow. And so she came to me for prayer on the yard. I prayed and a short uh, a period of time after that, her hair started to grow. So I, I didn't. I so didn't... that
2: was spiritually connected, you think?
6: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Okay. But being on the yard and being incarcerated, I know from a day to day basis, you said Mabel Bassett, they didn't let you guys out for an hour. You just had jobs to do. Is that the way they work? I mean, yes, well, you hey, get up and go to work. Uh, breakfast is what time?
6: Breakfast, uh, probably, it was probably about 5, maybe 4.30 a.m. In the morning. Yeah, pro- around early. that
2: time. That's early. 4.30, yeah, Then you go to work, you say, at 8 o'clock?
6: Y- yes, I went to school there. I didn't, at eight I didn't work there. From I went to 8
2: school.
6: to? Uh, let's say school was probably, let's say, 9 to probably one or something like that wow that's a long time to
2: be out of the sale huh yes you know that's a long time because a lot of friends and people i know uh guys they only had one hour out of the sale and that was it Mm. you know throughout Mm. the whole process of the day Wow. and they would go and work out and do Mm. stuff in the gym or uh, whatever shoot basketball or whatever they could do within that one hour Mm. watch tv or play cards and dominoes and things like that. Now, this is what the guys were telling me. Probably for the mm-hmm. ladies, I don't know if it's a different program, different mm-hmm. situation, but some of the guys also had work programs too. I got mm-hmm. a friend of mine right now named uh, Negro Spiritual. He got sentenced 121 years in a penitentiary. But you know what he did? While he was on the inside, he went to the library, and he started studying up on law, and he found he found a Technicality in his case, yes. and he was able to only do six years, mm-hmm. you know, and he got out.
6: We actually went to the same elementary school. Yeah, McClure. Mean, we went to McClure Elementary. I know you who you're talking ne- about. Okay, yeah, yes, yes.
2: Negro spiritual. Mm-hmm, yes, yeah, I don't yes. call names, but mm-hmm, I just yes. that's what he goes by. Yes, we Negro. both
6: went to McClure Elementary, mm-hmm.
2: and he was yes. able to get out. And uh, I know another lady, uh, Demaria Monday. I don't know if you know her or not. Yes, I've met Maria, her. And mm-hmm. she, she's, she's just going to tell her story the <laughs> way it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. uh, lot of people I know have been incarcerated and been behind bars and stuff. And I've heard a lot of stories. And your story, being incarcerated, I broke out of prison, mm-hmm. you know. And when you say I broke out of prison, what do you mean? That's that's metamorphosis. That's, I broke out. I, I got out of myself.
6: I broke out of prison, you know. The enemy, like when we first came, we were talking about the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, you know, we were sitting here talking, me, you and my dad. And so it goes back to that verse, John 10, 10, you know, so the enemy came to steal. He stole from my life. And what I mean, I broke out. I broke out of the bondages of Satan. I broke out. I broke out of prison, you know, in the Bible over and over and over. God says he came to set the captives free. He came to set the captives free. And so I found freedom. My life was changed. God delivered me. God mm-hmm. restored my life. God brought healing in my life to be a blessing and to be a healing and bring restoration, not only to other women, to, mm-hmm. to young women, to mm-hmm. men, to anybody that's receptive to the gospel. And that's what God called me. You know, like I said, I've 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 done drugs. I've used my body for things, you know, in the past. I've done a lot of things. I've had a baby practically when I was a baby, you know. And so, I, you know, Jesus came, he came, he, he healed me. I broke out of prison. I broke out. I'm I'm no longer in bondage.
2: I'm free. And whom the son sets free is free indeed. What kind of work are you doing now uh, in the community around town here in Tulsa? What are you doing?
6: Well, it started back when I would help uh, prisoners of uh, what you call the juvenile detention center. I would go out and minister to them maybe about 70 or 80 young boys and girls. And so some time went by and then I got into the uh, doing, going to the Turley and going to, to minister at, at Mabel Bassett back where I was at. And so it started out with the prisons, going into minister to the
2: prisons. Mabel Bassett. Mm -hmm. How did it feel for you to return to where, where you were incarcerated? (laughs) How did that feel? You know, how did it feel going back there for the first time to, to minister to the ladies of Mabel Bassett and you knew good and well, you knew it like a book, <laughs> you know, and you felt it. How did it feel?
6: The feeling was inspirational. The feeling was a feeling from God. It was amazing to be able to go and to minister and pray for the ladies and tell them, look at me. I once was here oh, you, you, you was here, you, you was in here. oh, what year, what year? And then we'll go into a conversation. I minister and tell them and, and, and preach the gospel and get them saved and get them re, re-saved, get them dedicated, you know. And so I felt inspired. It's an amazing feeling by
2: God. Mm-hmm. So it's spiritual. Absolutely. It's spiritually based. So going inside those prisons, around all those ladies, and they're looking at you as a glowing light of hope right yes and so you shared your stories and stuff like that with them and have any of those ladies that you were incarcerated with or have gotten in touch with you or you just maybe not be connected with some of them
6: oh well there's different people that I have saw when I was in incarcerated I've saw out here uh out here in the world you know and and they
2: recognize you and they
6: recognize me and they mm-hmm. you know a lot of them are still uh, living the same life, they're still in bondage. They haven't broke out of prison. They're still in bondage.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, you still find that a lot, you know, with people who are mentally uh, brainwashed to the system to the point to where they're hopeless and they don't feel as though there's no way out. So when they get out of prison, it's like, well, let me just go back to doing what I was doing. And you know, I understand. I understand if if Pookie was uh, busted in the hood, you know, and uh, they he went off to prison, he did his time, and they release him back to the hood, where there's no jobs, and he's got a felony, uh, he can't provide for his family, or anything like that, and he's in a underserved community, you know, and I understand that the options are not there for him, he's trying, everywhere he go, they're turning him down on jobs, so, now he's around the house. He can't feed his little kids and stuff like that. And wife, she's working a job. And there's a lot of uh, problems between the relationship. So he goes back to the streets, you mm-hmm. know, with John John and them. Pookie goes with John John and them. And boom, he's back off in the same behavior, the same lifestyle. And then he gets busted. And back in he goes for a long period of time, you know, and not changing your lifestyle no matter what, you know, because we know it's tough out here. Mm -hmm. Systematically, it's not designed for a lot of black males to succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want you to succeed and make a lot of money (laughs) and take care of your kids and family for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, they only want a small percentage of people to do that. You know, so uh, that's why the incarceration rate across America is 68%. Of the prison system are black men mm-hmm. You know throughout the United States That's a lot of incarcerated black brothers You know locked down right there And Tulsa and Oklahoma Has the the highest prison rate of For females mm-hmm. Yes. So we live in an area to Where you got to be careful what you do Careful what you say You know careful where you go And you got to know how to talk In order to be able to keep yourself out of the prison system. Yeah. Now that's just what I think. You know, that's just a, a personal thought process, you know, that goes on right here. But you and your story is kind of unique to me because you were there. You yes. were locked up in there. Yes. You know, and you are now out and about doing what God has put in you to do, you know, for your ministry yes. to do what you need to do. Right? Yes. And uh that's so good. So so interesting. And as I as I browse through your book, you know, I see several things. Uh, uh, they say it costs an average of more than $31,000 per in, inmate a year. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. $31,000 a year to house an inmate. That's three square meals a day, a hot and three, what they say, hots in a cot, right? <laughs> a day mm-hmm. to house an inmate. So, and I was reading that, and I was like, wow, this is a trip, you know. And in some cases, in some states, it's as much as 60000 right? Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. so that's a lot of money going to the prison system. <laughs>
0: right.
2: You know, going to the prison system. But we're going to uh, take a break. And here I want you to do, all the listeners who are listening right now, if you want to talk on the air, well, let's see. Let's see right now. Press the one button right now as we speak. Press the one button, and we're going to get you right on the air. Uh, We're here with Tia Rogers, you know, and she's talking about I broke out of prison, and this is a book review, and it's very interesting. And we're going to bring her dad on for a little while here in a minute when we come back from this break. So tell a family member, tell a friend. Dial the number 646-716-5525, and we we want you... uh, don't forget to press that one button, you know, because we get a lot of people that that say, "Uh, I didn't get on." Well, you didn't press that one button, you know. That's something you didn't do while you were on the air. So we want you to press that one button, and uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be right back.
0: Okay, so stick around.
1: Bye. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, you're on the Bob Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. Hey, KBOB 89.9 and Blog Talk Radio. So that's where we're at. Hey, we're in the studio, Ratia Rogers, and we're bringing Mr. Devers aboard. And how you doing, sir?
3: I'm doing great.
2: Great. Glad to have you aboard.
3: You are Ratia's father. Yes, I am. I'm very proud of this young lady. Mm-hmm. I know when I, I, I spent 18 years in DOC. In the Department of Corrections? And, yes, right, in the Department of Corrections. 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, you got a story to tell as well. I, that, go ahead. I, uh, my sister used to call and make arrangements for me to talk to uh, Retia because when I got incarcerated and wasn't around Retia, um, uh my kids, period, it really mm-hmm. affected her. I think that, that was the reason why she started going haywire because once I talked to her, she was okay for about a week or two weeks. And then she started getting wild again. Then they set up another phone call for me to talk to her again. And she's okay for another week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing about uh, my children, I, I brought them up, up in the way of, 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 of knowing God. Because uh, God is real. And uh, I know we need him. And uh, I just.
2: Yeah. So, so let me tell you, you spent 18 years in the penitentiary.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah, Yep. So, how
2: was that for you? And what was your case? And what got you there?
3: Well, uh, I I had retired from professional boxing, and uh, I had uh, ended up being on drugs for two and a half years. What took me to the drugs was this: there was two pastors, uh, Elder Wesley Gamble. And um, Harold Jones. This is when he had the what I call the shotgun church out north. I
2: remember, yeah,
3: Pastor and, Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would I would I would uh, be on on the, on the road trips with uh, Elder Gamble, and he would just kind of like school me and prepare me for the ministry. And uh, uh, Harold Jones, we talk all the time. We might spend two hours on the phone. And uh, and the, within the same week, and I don't think these two pastors talked to each other during this time, but they said, uh, "You're ready." Uh, they said the pulpit is open. And that scared the mess out of me. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, yeah, both of them, because both of them said it, and I know that was God confirming it. And what I did is I I left the church and stayed gone for years because it scared the mess out of me trying to stand up in front of somebody telling them what God says because people don't want to really hear what God says. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Most people don't. And then I think about the you know listening to the ministers today. Nobody talks about hell.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: you know need to hear that mm-hmm. sometime and encourage it you, you well
2: you know I, I think for me it's like people are some people go to church for the excitement of show you know jumping around hollering, screaming running around pastor the, the choir the band no, and agree. stuff like that that's the entertainment part mm-hmm. of uh of the, but not the teachings and the, and actually being taught mm-hmm. you know what i mean the pastor hoops and hollers and you know uh psh- I was in ministry for a good 14 years, and I had to learn until I got over to Jerusalem and over there across the water, mm-hmm. you know. And I seen it for myself,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, the um, the way they worshipped on the on the motherland, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, wow, we have a different concept of worship yeah. here in America, mm-hmm. and we're only 400 four years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know we, we have this platform right here. We can talk about these things, people can listen, mm-hmm. you know, and obtain some of this knowledge and consciousness that we're bringing forth. Mm-hmm. So, you were incarcerated. Now, what happened when you first went to the penitentiary? Were you here in Tulsa? Yes, yeah,
3: Tulsa.
2: You went yeah. to David L. Moss, too?
3: Uh, no, there was no such thing as David L. Moss. What was it then? Uh, just, just Tulsa County just Jail? Tulsa County, then, yeah.
2: Tulsa County Jail, uh-huh. and
3: you. Went, and uh, the judge sentenced me to a 40-year sentence, which I ended up discharging in 18 years.
2: 18 years. You only did 18 years of it. Well, it was
3: strong. That's a long time, man. The funny thing about that was it was strong-arm robbery, and my counterpart would get five years probation or just five years. And because I know the whole time I was locked up, my case manager was like, I can't believe you got uh, a 40-year sentence for a strong-arm robbery. No violence. I mean no 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 violence no, no nothing. No, just a weapons No no out. weapons either. Strong on robberies mean you just I just you know you just take a bill folder, you just you just
2: take yeah. it. That's and they
3: gave you forty, 40 years. years. Yeah. Had
2: you previously been in trouble behind that, uh, you know
3: uh, prior
2: to that sentence?
3: I, there was something, but I, it's been so long ago, I can't even remember it. But it was the same thing, though, the same thing. But, same. It, but it was but it was probation is what it was. Proba- you were yeah. on probation when it happened? No, no, I wasn't on probation when it happened, no. Mm-hmm. No, that was... Do too- so you mean the judges gave you 40 years? 40 years. But I also found out that his mother, somebody had committed a strong robbery on his mother. And um, that's what it got back to me, that maybe that was why I ended up getting it. I don't know. But I do know this, the district attorney at the time, Steve... Coons, he sent me a letter apologizing for, you know, for that t- kind of time. You really did. I wish I'd have kept that letter. Yeah,
2: Coonswaller, he's been in here. I've been yeah. interviewed him before. Mm-hmm. So, you did those, what was it like for you when you headed out? Did you go straight to Lexington back in those days, or did you go straight, to Lexington. straight, straight to Lexington to get processed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then from Lexington, they sent you somewhere else?
3: Yeah, I started off, I, matter of fact, I went on Lexington George. I went uh, from the uh, assessment center Election to the yard. I was there for like six months. Then I went to Connors, and I was at Connors for maybe a year. And then they had this overcrowding, so they sent us to. They sent me to Mansfield, Texas, for two and a half years. To and Texas. Yeah, they, they Oklahoma had overcrowding problems, mm. so they sent a lot of inmates to different parts of Texas. Mm.
2: What was your life like on the inside, man?
3: Um, I could clearly see God's hand was on me because I had favor everywhere I went. You know. Uh, Any uh,
2: confrontation.
3: No, eighteen years. now a lot of people, no, lot of people had heard about my life before I even come to prison, so didn't nobody want to mess with that. Plus, I worked out six days a week. Okay. Uh,
2: so nobody was trying to come your way. No, they weren't. trying. You, to yeah, that. right. With all that nonsense, huh?
3: Yeah, because I was a nice guy, but yet I was, you know, was physically
2: fit, physically and in shape.
3: fit, and uh, yeah, I grew up in the martial arts. A lot of people knew that, but I had a professional career in boxing, so they, they yeah,
2: right. They didn't want to come and get none of that. No. Right, you were already. So you were set. You had your defense. State, you know, mm-hmm. right there and they knew about it. So I was a nice guy. You're a yeah. nice guy. Yeah, did you, nice you ever guy. protect any other prisoners? Yes, I did. You know, and yes, help I them did. out when yes, they were I, getting
3: yes, I bullied did. and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I did.
2: You did, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: For several times. Several times. Just mm-hmm. step mm-hmm. in
2: there, step in a place for them, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, I'll share this one thing with you. Uh, I was saved. I like my daughter did. You know, I surrendered because I know. The, the reason things was going the way they were because I was walking in disobedience.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I remember this one time, uh, the riot. I guess I think it was with the the Indians and the whites. And nobody, when, when you're in prison, blacks are always by themselves. Nobody, nobody comes in and 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 work with us, a uh, uh, fight with us. We always by ourselves. Fighting by blacks always fighting solo. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it was it was we was all arrayed for battle. It was like all the whites over here, all the blacks over here, and me. I was on the front line. You know, it, it's not that I believed in it, but I'm not. I I have a problem with coward Christians. I just have a problem with them. Mm -hmm. And so I was there on the front line, but 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 God didn't allow it to go down. It just it didn't. I couldn't understand. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I couldn't understand. Well, I knew it was God.
2: Mm -hmm. So you hadn't really no no confrontation in those. Eighteen years, where you had to actually physically get in touch with somebody, huh?
3: Not for us trying to hurt someone. That there's true. People, youngsters that you know, wanted to try to lock down a wrestle, and mm-hmm. uh, they found out that there was—I was there—there was, was, there was no exaggeration about what people were saying about me. But mm-hmm. we was a friend thing, though. Afterwards, we were still friends.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys are still friends afterwards. Everything yeah. take place. Mm-hmm. Now, were you guys, you and uh, Ratia, uh were y'all in the at the same time?
3: Mia, no. well, ever in well, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We, during the same period of time?
3: Yeah, cuz I went in before she went in and so I, I'd be 18 years. So her time came and gone. She got a she got back out. Okay, so you were still in? I was still in.
2: Well, you were still in while she was in. She just did her little time and got out of there. Yes. Right. Yeah. So there were no communication between the two of you during your stay? Well, no, we
3: could communicate, right? I think uh I believe I, they I think, did get it approved where we could write. Uh well, I, I might be uh-huh. wrong, but I know I sent somebody somebody to get a TV. I don't remember. But well, it was me. That was you, okay, yeah, okay, you. yeah. So we could communicate. So you were at
2: Mabel Bassett, and you were in Connors,
3: or in at, Texas at that time. I was at a uh, uh, Hint. Uh, no, not Hinton. Lawton. Lawton. Yeah, I was at Lawton. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both of
2: you guys in the same time.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same time.
2: What was your thought process about that?
3: It kept me praying because you know. I know the devil come to kill, steal, and destroy, and uh, I seen that reaction of a lot of guys when they're in locked up, and something happened to some of their kids, and they just get devastated. Even some I've seen, some even try to commit suicide. And the devil tried to kill my oldest boy, but by the grace of God, you know, he's still here. Was he incarcerated too? No, he was not incarcerated. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Okay. But the devil tried to take him out though.
2: Yeah, well, he gonna come and try to do uh-huh. that. You know, I didn't had a heart attack before, so I can understand how things can happen physically
3: mm-hmm. to
2: you you know when you sometime uh, you got to take care of yourself right. you know your health and everything like that but you guys were in at the same time and you got out yes you got out
6: yes i got really and did
2: you stay in touch with your dad
6: yes while he we was stayed, on the inside said, mm-hmm.
2: you guys stayed we would him.
6: talk on the phone, phone he would call and, mm-hmm. 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 and sent me some money to help me get my van fixed that I had at the time,
2: while he was inside, mm-hmm. while he was still in. Okay, yeah. you had some banks then, huh? Yeah. yeah, a little, <laughs> little paper. okay paper. Yeah, you
3: wasn't <laughs> broke up in there. Oh huh? no, I didn't even eat the child. Uh, oh, you had your own, you had yeah, t- you had your own store or something. Well, it, that too. They call but, it stores, that too. But they had a, they had a, a culinary, a culinary arts. You know where they bake, make. make is that the commis- commissary? No, 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 no. commissary where they teach guys how to culinary oh, arts. There you go, I can't culinary word. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's where they teach you how to cook and Yeah, and so I would, meals. I, would,
3: I would buy some of their plates sometime, up to fifty bucks. Really? Yeah, fifty bucks for a plate. Yeah, I would, let I, could, I could afford it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot.
2: But you can afford it, and you have to do what you got to do you gotta while do you're on, you
3: do, yeah. on the
2: inside. Did you ever buy a
3: place for anybody else? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so but 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 I, but I, I, I had I did uh, many a times. Uh, uh, fed a, a group of a group of guys, you know, from the canteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Now being incarcerated on the inside, did you see any of that activity like cell phones and mm-hmm. drugs and
3: alcohol
2: and all uh, that stuff course. coming coming I,
3: inside? I I've know- seen so much. I've seen so much. Yeah, I've seen all of it coming on the inside oh, yeah i've been on the cell phone myself pretty, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right you had
2: your own cell phone yeah, huh? yeah. yeah right exactly so when the cell phone age came to par and everybody started getting them did you ever rent it out
3: or anything like that well no, no i wouldn't do my brothers like that yeah. I, I, would some I know some it. of them do yeah some of them did but that wasn't yeah. me that wasn't me i was no that wasn't me i let them use it just let them, them use matter of fact I didn't even keep it. I, uh, the privilege of people using it was to keep it for me because if I, if I got shut down, I didn't want to see it in my cell. Yeah. So, you know, that's the privilege that you get to use it, but you got to keep it.
2: Mm-hmm. So you pass it around, yeah, huh? Yeah, I
3: passed it around. Never but, the same place too
2: long. Mm-hmm. And it came back to you, huh? It had to. Yeah, it had. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and there's
2: some consequences behind it. Right?
3: Well, you can't be weak in prison. No, it's a know very violent can't. place, very violent. Now, mm-hmm.
2: Some of the guys who are less fortunate than you, did you see them get abused, little small, fragile guys, and who couldn't really defend themselves and stuff?
3: Well, one of, the, one, of the, one of the things that bothered me mentally was there was a guy from uh from I'm not gonna say he was a he was from India. Okay. And he was a real nice guy, and I worked in medical at the time, and I was at, we were at uh, uh I can't think of it right now, but anyway, uh, he got raped, and and a guy held against his, mind, his will, against huh? his will, and I really my heart went out to that guy. Oh really man. Yeah. That's so sad yeah, man.
2: Yeah. It's take a man's manhood. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Just rape. And you know because one guy told me he was in prison a friend of mine. I know I went to school with him and he says, "Man, he said they took one guy and they just fought with him until he couldn't fight no more." Mm-hmm. And then they just took his manhood once he got so tired.
3: Yeah, it gets it gets bad like that. He like couldn't t- so he couldn't
2: he couldn't even swing. Mm-hmm. And he was just out of breath and that's when they took his manhood.
3: Mhm. I think one of the, the one of the
2: that's what I heard. I was so
3: upset behind hearing stuff like that. Yeah, you got some people ain't got no heart in there. Some people need to stay in there. But I'm gonna tell you this, sir. I think the greatest talent of all, of, from playing a guitar to singing to to whatever, I think the greatest talent is locked up.
5: Locked know, up in penitentiary. Yeah, I know a lot
3: of talent I heard in this world, well, but the greatest talent that well, I've seen is, in, is locked inside, up inside, huh? Mm-hmm. Inside
2: of those prison inside walls. Inside those prison huh? walls. Wow! Wow! So, you know, what do you think? Now, just tell me, you guys both, what do you think is the worst Oklahoma prison
6: Mm, that you've heard of? I I couldn't say that for the women because uh, when I was in prison, I was at Mabel Bassett. I was at Eddie Warriors.
1: I I was at
6: Turley. But what I figured out is looking at on TV, looking at California women prisoners and all those other states, it, it don't have nothing on Oklahoma. Yep. I mean, it's not. It's not as violent as as California, from what I've saw. I've never been there. Never been to California, but on TV, you know, it is, well, it's more. The, it's television. more. It's more violent, you know. And yeah. I, I really believe it is like that in in the other states. Yeah. But in Oklahoma, to me, when I was there and did my time, it is not as violent as the some of the bigger The bigger the, the bigger, bigger states that's got yeah, the you know it's more population, cities. more violence. Yeah. You know, the right. Mexicans, the blacks, the whites. You know, it's it's not. It's not. It's 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 yeah. not. Compared but it's been, to that. it's been a
2: while no. since you've been incarcerated. Oh right? yes, yeah. This how many been, years this, has it been?
6: This has been nearly twenty years ago.
2: See, twenty years yes, ago. When so I write things, about things, may have changed since then. You oh never yes. know, yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And you've been out how long, Mister Devers?
0: Ten, been out ten years now.
2: You've been out ten years mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. right? And both of you guys yeah. are doing well. Change your lives, and, yeah. and you know, you know, or what they say yeah. on the straight and narrow, mm-hmm. and things like that. And we all go through certain things, you know. Uh, you don't have to go to prison to know that you incarcerated, right mm-hmm. you know because you can be incarcerated in your mind mm-hmm. and you know walking ju- around out here in the world, out you're here in the world mm-hmm. you know hopeless yes. hopelessness and don't feel like you can accomplish anything depression, mm-hmm. oppression, yes. drugs, alcohol mm-hmm. you can imprison yourself in those ways right yes, there absolutely. you know we have to understand that you know so when you were released. Now, tell me about the day that you guys were released from prison.
6: The day that I was released, I had
2: tried to get a ride from my son's dad. I wasn't,
6: unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. So the prison had gave, they give out, it's like a voucher to catch the Greyhound bus. So I did catch the, the Greyhound bus to my, my mom, and I, I got back with my son. Did your mom, mom know you was coming? Oh Yes, they knew they knew I was coming the Case manager allowed me to make some calls and all of that. So they they arranged, yes, arranged for me to get the voucher to, um, you know, jump on the Greyhound and get there. So I, I get there, I find the place. And so I'm there and I'm, Reunited with my son and my mom and my sister. Everybody
2: and, crying and, and happy and yeah, all we're that. Excited,
6: yes. Yeah, excited. Good to see me and see the change and, you know, uh-huh. just to see the, they just. How you did know, you feel <laughs> being
2: out of that cell for so long? I mean, oh. for so long and just looking, had things changed to you? Have things changed to me? I mean, did they change? I mean, you know, now we're, we're in the cell phones and now we're into doing this or was things basically, well, you were just there three years. So within those three years, had anything changed? Well,
6: well, yes, I, I just wanted to say that I knew that after I found out, I knew that Facebook was already out. But <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. So yeah. when I got out, I got with my my baby sister. Uh, her name is Star. I got with her, and I said, "Hey, what is this? What is this this thing? What is this?" She said, Facebook. "That's Facebook. You can talk to people on that." And so uh,
0: communicate, she kinda, huh? Yes,
6: yeah, you can communicate. And, you know, you hadn't heard people. about so it when you were on the inside. I, no, no, and, and and before I even went to prison, Facebook was already out, but I okay. didn't know that. I okay. didn't know. So it was, you know seemed to be more newer to me because i didn't know it you know before yeah. i had went in yeah
2: and so you didn't know anything about it. i did not know so it was new to you it, it, mm-hmm. uh-huh. social what a, media what yeah. about mr divas now you did 18 years oh my years.
3: god it was boy. <laughs> i come back Lord, i didn't even know uh peoria and apache no more it was like, but the the biggest thing to me was seeing uh concave conca- white folks on the north side in North Tulsa. Yeah, and living yeah, huh? on North and walking at different times of night. That blew me away. Because we, yeah. we, when I was out, before I went, you didn't see you that. You
2: didn't see that, right. Mm-mm. It was all black community. It was all black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you come back and you see whites all up and down Peoria. It blew me away. And all of that. Living.
3: Living, yeah. Yeah, over here on North Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Walking. And- yeah, it's a
2: lot now. It's changed quite a bit. Yeah. You know, if that's
3: good, we can come together.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, good. Whether well, you can come together, you know, I believe that uh, we should, uh, as, as a people, we should come together and be able to do some economic development, create some jobs, do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, stop always depending upon people to do stuff for us. Right. You know, that we can do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you get that mindset, you will do for yourself.
3: It's all about helping somebody else.
2: Right? Yeah. Help us. See, I believe. Now, this is just Bobby. Mm-hmm. I believe that God wants you to do works, mm-hmm. works. works, and you gotta. See, so, a lot of Christians sit back and just say, "Well, we're gonna turn it over to the Lord." Mm-hmm. And it, you know, you can turn, but He wants you to do some work.
3: He mm-hmm. does. And then you know, the Bible yeah. talks about the tellers. Turn it over to the Lord.
2: <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, you gotta put some footwork. You gotta put some action. You gotta put some action in, in your with work with your faith. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, well, you always mm-hmm. always saying faith without works is it's dead. dead. Mm-hmm. You know, but some people don't believe that. Some Christians don't believe actually really believe that because they don't do the works. They don't do no work. Well, wow. some Christians. I'm going to tell you what I feel. It's just about just Bobby talking out. Don't y'all beat me up. <laughs> some Christians only go to church on Sundays and Wednesday night Bible study, mm-hmm. and that's all they
3: do. Mhm. But there's a lot of Jesus's too, though. You got to understand that too. There's a Jesus uh, to whatever a person wants to believe, not the Bible Jesus. That's you know.
5: Well, yeah. I'm trying to serve the
3: Bible Jesus. But there, but there's so many Jesus's wherever you make them up to be. You can you're not held accountable for no wrong. And you're gonna go to heaven, and there's so many Jesus, But there's only one. There's only one that's gonna get you to heaven. That's the Bible Jesus. Well, that's
2: what your belief system is. You know what I mean. And you got to know him for yourself. Exactly. You can't know him for anybody else. You got to know him for and, mm-hmm. and you have to do your research when it comes. I I was, like I said, I was in ministry for a good 14 years, you know, and I had the keys to the church, 2,000-seater mm-hmm. church. I was in the band playing. Mm-hmm. Me and the pastor had such a great relationship. But when I went overseas, I discovered some more. Some truths mm-hmm. that I did not know and hadn't been taught in the United States of America. Yeah. And uh, you know, because my grandmother went to church and all that, and I just didn't I didn't know. You know, so mm-hmm. the Bible says study to show yourself approved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So I started studying that and those scriptures that I never knew about. Mm-hmm. There are other scriptures that I never knew about out of the sixty six books. That I had been taught here in the U.S. I'm saying, right. well, what, about, what is this? Mm-hmm. This is something I never <laughs> I never knew about Enoch. Yeah, You know, this great, fantastic man of God. Mm-hmm. And what he went through. I never knew about that. Because we don't get taught the book of Enoch over here in the United States of Mer- America. Right. We stop at Revelations. Because mm-hmm. cause King James only picked out the scriptures he wanted to actually use. You know in the book That's correct So that's just my mm-hmm. personal opinion Because I'm a spiritual man uh-huh. Not a religious man uh-huh. I'm spiritually connected I, Man-made religion To me is
3: man-made religion Right Man-made mm-hmm.
2: You know mm-hmm. So that's what it is that's, Man-made religion That's the
3: difference in religion and in relationship, a relationship Relationship you, know? you gotta know Like I said Know him for yourself Yeah you gotta know him for yourself
2: So mm-hmm. you guys were finding out uh, how good God was to you while you were incarcerated, right?
3: Yes. Yeah. For me, it was easier because I grew up. I grew up knowing the Lord. And you can backslide, and you get out the will of God, and 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 you go have, taste the world, and you know, and enjoy the. I uh, like how Moses said, uh, "I rather enjoy, I rather endure the afflictions of the righteous for a season than to enjoy the pleasures of the world for a moment." Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it was easy for me because it, it was it was a no-brainer You know, repent And just commit commit myself back to the Lord
2: To as far as the commitment is concerned mm-hmm. Now, what are some of the things You guys are doing in the community today? You know Because I know I've been going through Your book right here And uh, it's a lot of stuff Going on with In your book And uh, You know, it's It's uh, I see photos, and you know it's it's a thing that says thug life. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well,
6: you know, growing up, I did do the the thug life. You know, I I I was in a gang. You know, I claimed Hoover what? Crips.
2: Oh, you Hoover really? Crips. Yes, you, you... I was
6: in a gang. I threw up the gang sign. I I had my my blue do rag. So you know, I I didn't. Carol, you know, what set you were claiming, this is what I was claiming, and I was going to throw it up. You know, I was going to do, you know, I saw a crack cocaine. Right right here in Tulsa. Right here in Tulsa. Uh You were hanging
2: out in the hood. Hanging out
6: in the hood, Uh over there by the the hood store.
2: The hood store. By the hood
6: store, Superstop, right around that area. I know what Uh you're talking about. Yes.
2: So So you were doing all that, and and other ladies yourself were running around just as well, right?
6: Well, I didn't really hang like that with other people. This was me, my sister, one of my sisters and a and a So you and weren't a hanging with the
2: gang, the gang member?
6: I wasn't no I wasn't hanging out with we, just, just we, we had our own we had you, our own thing going. So you were just on.
2: claiming who recruits.
6: But out actually, you know, selling crack and, 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 and doing right, doing right. drugs and, and uh-huh. going and stealing and doing robbing and all of that.
2: Yes. But you didn't actually yes. join the gang.
6: Yes, we did. Yes, we joined the oh, gang. Oh, you did so, join yes. the gang. And that's what I would represent by wearing the blue do-rag and throwing up the gang. Your, did
2: you have to fight your way in and
6: stuff? No, I didn't no, fight my way in. I didn't fight my way in. Sometimes they, they,
2: no, they have jump in, you know what I mean? Where You're going to join this gang, and they're going to fight you. It's going to have everybody going to
6: jump yes. on you and
2: beat you down. But see,
6: I was a leader, so I was, you know... <laughs>
2: Wasn't okay. nobody about
6: to make me jump in that way and, you know, put hands on me and kick me and beat me like that. So mm-hmm. I was the leader, my big mm-hmm. brother, my sister. So we hung out, you know, we did the gang thing and, you know,
2: stole things and just, you know, that was about the thug life, you know. So you were pregnant. So, so that's about the thug life. Now, the part about being pregnant, you were pregnant before you went in. Yes. You had your, your son. Yes, that was way before. Way before, yes. you know, mm-hmm. so that before yes. you went in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But so you had your son, and then you turn a thug life, right? No.
6: Well, yeah, I was I was still in, but not that because I, you know, I got I hadn't got got pregnant, and so I got into the girls' group home, and I got accepted in there. You know, being out, being bad, and you know, one time we had at school we had to take um, uh, pictures of the a yearbook, and so I, they. They tried to make me take my, my gang colors off and take away the do-rag. And I'm in the picture with the do-rag on. Mm-hmm. I'm in the picture. And I still have photos of that, you know, put away of, uh the you know, have my blue do-rag and throwing up the sign. And I have some guys. I'm I'm in the middle between two guys throwing up the Hoover Crip sign. And, mm-hmm, yeah, so and I was in that. it. I was in it. Yeah, I was you in was
2: it. You did off yeah. end, huh?
6: <laughs> The devil had me. <laughs>
2: had but you. now
6: I lift my hands in worship, and now I lift my hands in praise glory to God. Wow. Yes.
2: Well, hey, we like to receive some of your phone calls. If you're listening right now, I'd like for you to press the one button. Just go to your cell phone, press the one button, and we're going to get you on the air to talk, you know, and that's what we want to do. Um, I see government cheese, which we talked about earlier,
0: mm-hmm. you know, in your, in your
2: book. Mm-hmm. What is the chaos? What is it? I see you here. I got it. You see, picture. You look like you was in the gang, huh? Yeah. Is that what that was? was at the time the you was in the gang, mm-hmm. right there? That's when I had the
6: parties and all the
2: gangsters Blair coming Church over, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And smoking du-ray.
6: weed, blazing it up. Yeah. Smoking black and miles, drinking. You know, kicking it, having fun. So they all doing all the, that
2: at your, your at apartment? At my first apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we talked about I, earlier, mm-hmm. and you got evicted, huh? I did. Ended up getting evicted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got up. evicted with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So what about these test results? That
6: was when. See, there was this older guy that I had ended up getting pregnant by, and so uh, right around that time, you know, I'd been with, you know, a few more of the people, and so at the time You didn't when know I got exactly the, who you were pregnant by? When I get the, yes, when I got the test results in, and so it was the guy that, you know, we, you know, we wanted it to be. You mm-hmm. know, he was better off than all the, you know, the other, you know, people, and so that's what that chapter is about,
2: the test okay. results, yes. And you got a chapter in there about the ghetto. Yes. And that ghetto, that's about the lifestyle of living in the hood. The hood, the thug life, gang banging, banging,
6: fighting, and all of that. Yes.
2: Yeah. And you know, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, we have very impoverished areas, but we really don't have a strong what I call ghetto. We don't have a tent row and people living up under cardboard box Mm -hmm. houses and and all of that, not here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm. You know, we don't have now. We got an impoverished area, and mm-hmm. we got people on the streets, mm-hmm. and we got you know some gangs and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when, for the most part, when people move here from mm-hmm. other cities, they come from Chicago uh, mm-hmm. or South Central, mm-hmm. and they get them an apartment over in Vernon Manor or uh, something. It's like luxury apartments to, to them. them it's, mm-hmm. it's a gated community, all clean <laughs> up. Ain't no trash or nothing <laughs> like that, and it's kind of like that. <laughs> you know, it's kinda crazy. But well, look here, we're gonna go to the phone lines right quick. I think we got a caller right here. Let's see what we got. Who we got. Area code nine one eight nine I mean sorry, eight nine six six. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Yeah, I'll give my condolences to easy, you know. I'm waiting
5: to see he dies, you know.
2: Yeah, I can't hardly hear you.
5: I say ease I say my condolences goes out to ease the family, you know.
2: Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We just lost uh uh, a person uh, who was a promoter, his name was James Easley, and he just passed on this morning. Condolences to all the families mm-hmm. and things like that. So we want to give a shout out to him. He was mm-hmm. one of the ones who entertained us for a while, brought us concerts and stuff to Tulsa mm-hmm. and things like that. So the Easley family, we give our condolences to.
5: All right, Collin. was Easley.
2: Uh, easily is about sixty-seven, sixty-eight, somewhere up in there.
5: And also to the young lady
6: who, uh, you know, I heard she, you know, when she got p- she's on probation about a year. You know, and she went to a lawyer. I think yeah. they uh, you have to do that time for the
2: probation, right? Right. Okay.
1: All That's right, true. man.
2: All right. Appreciate uh, you. Okay. All right. All right. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And if you want to talk on the air, you can dial the number 646-716-5525 and press the one button to talk on the air. Yeah, so during that, you know, as I scanned through this, the ghetto, you know, we were talking about the ghetto, and Mm -hmm. we were talking about how they think it's luxury apartments in Vernon Manor, Comanche, places Mm -hmm. like that, gated communities, not a lot of trash hanging around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Now, you got raped. That's yes. what you say in the book, right? Yes. And that took place. How did How did you feel once that happened? Because I've talked to a few ladies who've gotten raped, and it's not a real good emotional feeling. And how did you overcome those emotions and feeling, or have you do it still weigh hard and you're heavy in your heart?
6: No, it, it don't feel heavy on my heart.
2: No, you I've don't? actually
6: saw the person since I've been out. Who raped you? Yes, mm-hmm. I worked at a at a, at, a, at a church's chicken many many years back, and, and, and he came, so he came in to buy some chicken, and I I didn't he he knew he knew who he was looking at. I didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. Any, he didn't say anything back.
2: No. Yeah. Yeah. Say something. Tell me his name when we are off the air, and I'm gonna hook him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you know I'm just so you had domestic abuse. Yes. Is that yeah. from a boyfriend or? It's
6: from the from the baby's dad. Baby's dad. He
2: would hit you and beat you and stuff like that, slap you upside your head mm-hmm. and stuff. And we would, I would fight back. You yeah, fight I'd back? Fight. Mm-hmm. Just so straight just out, just. He, he just hitting. didn't
6: get me. He got, yeah. some, hits he got some hits in mm-hmm. too. He got some hits in too, huh? Yeah, I fight back. Was it
2: pretty bad?
6: Yeah, it got bad. I got some black eyes and had to go downtown and we ended up calling it off and making him back up and he would go in and spoil me and get me some stuff and
3: and then you're you know, right back together. Right back
6: together. In and out pe- of that. In, that. in and you're,
3: out. Now she didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah. she didn't. She probably no, didn't no, want to tell no, you that. No, she wouldn't. She wouldn't have told me that at the time because she knew what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and what is this
2: chapter about, unfazed? What are you trying to say right there in the unfazed chapter of your book? And
6: um, What
2: chapter is it? It says you had eventually gotten another car and, and stuff like that, and
6: Unfazed. I believe there was a time coming up to um, the Holy Ghost arrest. Unfazed, um, you know, after my, um, after me getting caught, you know, uh, skeeting off and they, they they caught me on camera. And uh, after that, I had, I had tried going back to school and trying to uh, better myself and, um, you know, kind of got away from the gangs and doing that. And I just, just kind of, it just, I got unfazed. I just didn't I didn't care. I wasn't getting any love. I wasn't showing any love. I you, just didn't. Just you kind didn't of didn't care. care. About life, huh? I didn't care. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah. It just got up to the point to where I just didn't. I just didn't care. I couldn't. Couldn't hold myself up anymore. I just. I just unfazed. It's like whatever, whatever, whatever happens, whatever. Bring it on. I'm here. Mm. Come
2: on. Let's That's, go for it. I find that amongst a lot of uh, young people who are in their life, in their lifestyle, they just un It's like, well, I might not make it till. To see 21, 22 years old. They thought they were gonna be so you were unfazed, huh? mm mm-hmm. point. Didn't yeah. even care about life or nothing, yeah. huh? Yeah. And that's you were numb with it, huh? hmm Because I had
6: worked at this apartment complex. I was they had gave me a position to um look over the youth during the summertime out there in um uh Parkview Terrace. And so this one the the lady that was over me, she was uh she couldn't come in that day. And so this other Man was coming in and he was telling me what to do, and I didn't want him telling oh, me was. what. To do. I didn't want him telling me what to do. We got into a big argument. I just really went off on him. I just wasn't having it. I didn't care that day. They, they fired me. I, it just, it just, everything just was just mm-hmm. just got really bad, mm-hmm. really bad. It's just right before, mm-hmm. uh, right before I went back to jail.
5: Right before yeah, I right, right back before, to jail. Right before
6: I went back to jail. Right. And they kept me. Yeah. So right before I went back yeah. and I and right,
0: I
2: stayed. Right, right. Yes. That's, that's yes. something else. Mr. Divas, uh your first day out of a penitentiary. Uh, what was what was it like for you, man?
3: Well, uh one of my best friends, Robert Clayton, me and him had turned pro together at the Tulsa Civic Center in uh nineteen eighty. I never even though I ended up on drugs for two and a half years and there's some things I wasn't proud of, I didn't. I never did burn a bridge that I couldn't come back across. And so he, him and the guy, another friend of mine, Donald Durant, they were there for me when I got out. Made sure they, I, they came and drove up in the car. Yeah, yeah. They made sure I got where, whatever I needed. They made sure that you know, I was able. So those brothers were there for they you. They was there, waiting, yeah, for yeah. you. You still in touch with? Them? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, we just started talking to Robert last night. Yeah, that's mm-hmm.
2: good, man. When you got real good, true friends who. Or yeah. with you, and they were waiting on you yeah. outside those get, those walls yeah. for you to be released. Yep. What did it feel like, man? Eighteen years of incarceration, and all of a sudden your day to leave. What did that feel like, man? Matter matter of fact, prior to you leaving, what did that feel like? You know, you got a day or two before they're gonna release you, and you uh,
3: were were any prisoners trying to intimidate you to make you do something I wrong? Couldn't, I couldn't be intimidated. Sure, oh, you couldn't. No, okay. I couldn't. Uh, you gotta understand something. Uh, warfare is something I've understood from a little child uh, growing up. Even when, so, someone when went the prison, I worked out purposely six days a week. I sometimes the guards would come by and look through the deal, watching me. Inmates would watch me. I felt like I was a shot sideshow sometimes. But because uh,
2: they watching you work out, huh? Yeah,
3: because I was cons- I was consistent with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to like about I got I think two eighty nine at, at one point. But two hundred eighty nine pounds. We're not talking about fat though. Yeah. Yeah. You were that big. Yeah.
2: That's a big man, man. Two hundred and eighty nine pounds of muscle. Yeah.
3: You know, so
2: I can understand why nobody what, yeah. in it. But that day, what I'm trying to get at is, you've been in
3: eighteen
2: years, and that day they gave you some clothes to change into, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's it's. Or was it raining? Or was it sunshine? Or was it what? What kind of day was it for you? Getting out of that penitentiary.
3: I think I was smiling for, for the three days prior to that 24 7, just knowing it was about over with. And to uh, be honest with you, I can't, I just, it was, it was I was excited. Yeah, I was excited and everything. But
2: once you got your, did they give you a voucher too? Uh, you can't even remember, huh? Well,
3: what is a voucher?
2: Money. The voucher that you
3: give. They only give people vouchers that mm-hmm. don't have money. They, they, no. so they didn't get so you you
2: had money yeah huh? so yeah. did you get all the money that you had
3: yeah did they give it back to yeah. you yeah they did yeah uh-huh. so you
2: still had your money yeah. then huh uh-huh. okay okay so for people who didn't have anything yeah and yeah. so you they opened up the gates and you your boys embrace you like you know and put you in the car yeah and where were the first place did you go where did you
3: go uh, we, we're talking about ten years ago. My memory ain't like it used to be. <laughs>
2: yeah, you want to forget about all that? <laughs> Maybe I, I
3: do. Know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Let's go to the phone line to see who we have right here. Okay. All right. Let's see who we got. Just hold on one second. Area code nine one eight nine three three. You're on the Bobby Eaton show.
3: Uh, yes. My name is Michael
2: Rogers,
1: and you are talking to my wife and her dad.
3: Okay.
0: Um, yes. Yes.
1: They all yeah,
3: the yeah. I wanted to tell my wife that that I'm glad and I appreciate that she took the time to express herself to the, you know, she's been wanting to let everybody know that what she been through. And she talked to me a whole lot and she finally sat down for about a whole year to, to get a chance to even write the book. And uh, I just want to encourage her to keep on. She want to do a, another book, but just keep her focus and everything into God.
2: Thank you, baby.
3: And everything work out. Love you. <laughs> no, you, so you.
2: It's so good, sir, that uh, you and your wife uh, have been able to stick together. You know, he he's
3: a great son-in-law too. Yeah, he's a great yes. son-in-law. Yes, and
2: it's good when you got somebody in a support system mm-hmm. that's going to help you in life. Mm-hmm. Not just mm-hmm. help, but help you in life yes. continue on the journey yeah. and the struggle to get the word out and yeah. to be there for other and, people. And, and, so when you got relationships, I was just talking about how black people have to get back to loving one another because we've got and, so far. Yeah. From loving one another, you know. Mm -hmm. I talked to some young kids other day, and uh, I said, "Do y'all slow dance?" They say, "What is that?" (laughs) You know what I mean. So, you know, they say, "What is slow dancing?" I said, "Well, that's what we used to do. We come, we'd ask the girl a slow dance, and we get out on the floor and dance." Mm -hmm. So, but you know, we got to get back as a people to loving one another and relationship building once again, you know. And it's glad that Mr. Rogers, you have your wife. You love her dearly, I know, okay. and she's doing yeah. work in <laughs> ministry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Continue on loving her and being there and being a protector and a servant, you know, for for her. Yes. That's a good All thing, right.
0: man. Proud thank of you. you okay? Okay, thank you. All, thank right. you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Now, see? You even got a husband who called into the show. You know what and I mean. You Better
6: have the spaghetti and cornbread ready. <laughs> <home>.
2: <laughs> That's pretty good. Spaghetti and cornbread ready when you get home, huh? Uh-huh. Ready to eat, right, Mister Davis? Are you married? Yes, I am. Okay, wife, well, children,
3: well, uh, more children? Well, no, I'm married, but we live in two different. Uh, uh, she lives in numbers. out of town. Out of town, yeah. She
2: out of town, so yeah. you guys are not living together? No. Okay,
3: well it happens. Trust me. Yeah.
2: Does't you know it happens, you know, things happen for a reason,
3: yeah,
2: been there before,
3: yeah, so my kids, you know when I got out, all my kids forgave me for making the mistakes to, to take me away from them, but my son, uh I wished I could talk to somebody that's gone through or going through what I'm going through he with just, your son, yeah, he just like, he just can't forgive me, he just don't
2: he's not connected to you, huh,
3: not my oldest boy, my youngest boy he okay. just he just don't, he don't respect me, he just. I don't know. I, I just my just don't it's so hard for me to figure this one out. I think I think How old is your out. youngest son? Uh
2: Jamel. Is,
6: in his
3: twenties. Twenty nine, I believe.
6: Twenty, see, I'm I'm in my thirties. He's yeah, around 29. twenty,
2: twenty something. Yeah. Twenty yeah. something. Mm-hmm. He'll come back one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got to go yeah. through that process. See a lot of times and I'm just saying this, a lot of young people in their twenties are to a point to where they feel like they know everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know everything. You can't tell them nothing as a parent. Yeah. You know, to share everything. They got the answers to everything and (laughs) blah blah blah. And they full of themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, but they have to get the wisdom and the knowledge Mm -hmm. and once they obtain that and they Mm -hmm. make some mistakes in their life, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. they'll come back one day. Mm -hmm. You'll see your son one day. Mm -hmm. He will be back. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's gonna take some time and processing with him because he's he feels like he's damaged. And if you haven't been there for him, in a period of time, it's going to be hard for him to accept some of our behaviors of our past, you know, and that's where they get hung up on a lot of uh, stuff, you know, you, you know, you ain't my daddy, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 you just a sperm donor, donor, you know, so Mm -hmm. you may get that, I hear a lot of parents and a lot of guys, mainly men, who talk, who say just what you're saying Uh and don't have that relationship with their siblings i mean their kids mm-hmm. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. he'll come around one day yeah. trust me yeah he'll, he'll he'll come around one day as he grows older. I and mean, it may be a while yeah but he will one day
6: mm-hmm. and we're praying for the family and my brother do have a praying mother as well okay, okay. ain't that right dad yeah he does
3: <laughs> he has a praying mother. he has a present praying mother mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and anybody want to uh add some prayers to me and his relationship. His name is Jamel Deaver. Jamel, is he right here in Tulsa? Yes, he is. Do you ever see him? Well, I haven't seen him now in probably uh, about a month, probably. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Close to a month. Close to a month.
2: Well, if you should see him, hey, tell him to pray, you know, for... See, to forgive is hard for some people. Yeah. To forgive, you know. I know some guys still hung up on something that happened in 1974 Mm -hmm. you know and they still hey he did this when we was in school and Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. we had a fight you still mean you still hung up on that Mm -hmm. and you know come on man Mm -hmm. just let that go that was 45 years ago Mm -hmm. you know we still get hung up on some things Mm -hmm. that happened in our past and we can't let go of that People do change, and they change their lives. Yeah, you know, and you can change. Mm-hmm. I used to uh, drink, drug, chase women, whoremonger, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. But I changed, and I gave up that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could become a better person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew better. Yeah. You know, at the time I was doing it, I knew better. I wouldn't raise that way. You know, my mm-hmm. dad and moms raised me a certain way. Yeah. You know, and but I still went off the trail in my twenties and. Stuff like that, and wouldn't listen, and mm-hmm. thought I knew everything. You know, I mean, blew a lot of money. I used to go on the road, travel around the world, playing with all these celebrities and all of that. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't, and they be saying, "Well, you need to buy some property. You need to invest in this. And mm-hmm. You need ah, them old folks don't know what they talking <laughs> about. <laughs> you know, them yeah. old folks, please. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but you live and you learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, learn. you know, live yeah. and you learn. Mm-hmm. So you come to a point to where I had to reinvent myself, yeah. you know, I do radio now, Man. so yeah. you
0: mm-hmm. know,
2: and, and a platform for us to talk about mm-hmm. uh, incarceration and being in prison like we are today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got our listeners out there listening and stuff like that. And your story is is very interesting. So tell our tell some of our uh, listeners how they can get your book. Yes, how you can
6: get the book. I broke out of prison. Uh, as I said, it was just released here recently on Thanksgiving of 2019, and uh, it is available based off my true life story. Uh, you can click on my website at www.rreministries.org. You can also look it up on Amazon. All you have to do is type in, I broke out of prison, and it'll pop right on up on Amazon.
2: On that's Amazon, right. That's great. You guys support. We need support. You got to go and support. You know, I say that all the time, our endeavors and things that we do. You got to support us, you know, and we want you to do that. Well, I got a little announcement right here. Theater North presents the face of Emmett Teal. Those of you who don't know Emmett Teal was, Emmett Teal was a young uh, 14-year-old man who uh, was tortured. And to death, you know, by uh, whistling at a white woman back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, he was, uh, his face was disfigured and they cut off, they had his eyeball hanging out mm-hmm. his eyes and they had all of that. They cut his head off the body. They did so much, they they just did so much bad to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, his face was so disfigured and just unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. But, what happened was the mother. They asked him, "Well, uh, Miss Till, I don't know if we need to display his body in public, looking like this." Mm-hmm. But she says, "No, she want people to see. I want everybody to see mm-hmm. what they did to my son." Mm-hmm. And they put his body on display so mm-hmm. everybody could see, you know, what they did to us. Emmett Till. Emmett Till, he had came down to the south from Chicago up that way Mm -hmm. to visit his relatives and that's what happened to him Mm -hmm. and they found him out by the lake uh, hung and disfigured and uh, you need to go. Go on Google Google Emmett Till and you will see exactly uh, what happened to him. It's going to be at the Performing Arts Center at the Lily Dungis Theater March the 1st and the 8th at 3 p.m. Again that's March 1st and 8th 3 p.m., and also March 7 at 8 p.m., at 8 p.m. So, you know, you guys come on out and support Theater North at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center. Hey, they got some good plays down there. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, it is. You know, it's going to be a real good one. You know, a history lesson learned. Hey, take your kids out there. Show your children and uh, give them education and knowledge because that's what we need. If the history's not passed down, yeah, You know, because they are, the system is trying to erase our history, you know, and that's what's going on. You know, we're approaching uh, the 1921 centennial next year where everybody will be here in our city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. A great opportunity for those African-Americans who have businesses and, uh, you know, where they can have some income coming in because it's going to be so many people, uh, a lot of people to talk to and minister to and do certain things with will be here in our hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma, right here next year. We're trying to work on maybe getting our brother and my friend, Charlie Wilson to come and perform here. I mean, you dropped a bomb on me and that's just what they did. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to be trying to do some other things, give some knowledge, give some education and things like that. Those who are listening in Tulsa, Oklahoma, hey, I'm going to tell you guys, you need to visit the all-new Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge located on Greenwood, a black establishment, coffee shop. They got all kinds of different flavors and uh, sandwiches, and it's plushed out in there. It's real nice and comfortable. It's somewhere to go hang out and chill and meet people and network. Go there. You need to. They open up at 7 a.m. in the morning. So go down to the Liquid Line. I'm down there every day, especially around 9, 9.30, uh, 10 o'clock. You can find me and some other fellows, and we'll be meeting all kind of people up in there, and they're sitting around. Free Wi-Fi, free Internet. Take your laptops or your tablets down there and kind of hang out. Got nice music down there. And holler at uh, Brooke and Ann. They're down there uh, taking care of uh, Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. You know, it's an endeavor. My brother, D- Dwight Eaton and Guy Troop, they put that together and for us. And so we need to take advantage and support our black businesses. Always support your black businesses. You know, spend black, you know, and um, that's what it's all about. The Black Wall Street way of life. We're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come right back. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Ratia Rogers is here, and Mr. Devers, and we're gonna come right back. So while we're on break, tell a family member, tell a friend. We got a few more minutes. Dial six four six seven one six five five two five. And don't forget, don't forget the first one button. All right, the Bobby Show where we tell our stories our way. Uh, yeah, we're on the Body Eating Show where we tell our stories our way. You can dial the number 646-716-5525, and don't forget to press the one button. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturdays from 12 to 2 p.m., you know, so that's what's going on right there. Also, listen to The Groove Zone with Dale Mr. Groove Taylor every Saturday from 2.30 at 5:30 he's playing some of the, the hits from the 70s, 80s and some 90s. The Veleyvale Morning Show every morning, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m to 9 a.m bringing the funny in, and informing you of the trending topics. So tune in to them when you wake up in the morning, if you're getting ready to go to work, Veleyvale Morning Show on 89.9 FM. It's also the Two Dogs Radio Sports Show. You know, every Tuesday, 6 p.m. You're talking about NBA, NFL, boxing, and all things, sports, you know, about sports. That's Drone and Yo. They're here every Tuesday, 6 p.m. So you might want to get in on some of that, call in, and, you know, most black men, we coaches, you know, we <laughs> we we always want to coach the game, so you know what I mean. And dmac 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 yeah, he has the grooves on Sundays from 2 to 5 p.m. he's playing jazz. Jazz on a Sunday. So those of you jazz lovers who don't never get a chance to hear very much of it, you can tune in on Sundays. You know, and also Sunday morning gospel coming soon. Pastor Cooper from World 1 will be here 8:30 to 9:30 in the mornings on March the 1st. He's going to start his gospel program uh, son, on Sunday morning, so that's going to be taking place. Got a lot of stuff going on over here. Uh, Vanessa Hall Harper has a show. Uh, Charles and Damali Wilson has a show. Uh, World One Development they have a show. Uh, Rich, well, I ain't gonna say that. Negro Spiritual has a show. I ain't gonna call his name because he don't want me to say it. Uh, Sunday nights coming up. We got a lot of shows. Uh, We're putting up with conscious information and information and news you can use. So we just want to do what we can to help you and inform you to give you what you need, you know, to take back to your homes or to your jobs and to how to be a better person. And we're talking with Retia Rogers and her dad, Mr. Deaver. Sorry about that. And uh, we've been covering a whole lot in reference to her book. Uh, her book is called "I Broke Out of Prison," and it's an in, it's an inmate that has no other choice but to run. And uh, explain that to us.
6: An inmate that has no other choice but to run. I had no other choice but to run to God. You mm-hmm. know, as I as I wrote about it in the book. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you guys for tuning in here. We are live right here at the Bobby Eaton Show. And so that's what happened. You know, when I had went to jail, it was my fifth time going. And so I had no other choice but to run to God. You know, he's my, my refuge and my fortress. He's my everything. And so I surrendered. I repented of my sins. I came back to the Lord, and uh, it was all over with. I mean, you know, God turned me into a minister, uh, an evangelist, a prayer warrior. And I'm still doing all of those things that that God started me out in nearly 20 years ago. I'm still doing those same things today. It's just that I've I've gotten older. I've gotten stronger. You know, I have help and uh, support uh, with my husband and with my dad. You know, my circle of people, my uh, church family. I'm a member of Transformation Church. Give a shout out to Pastor Michael Todd and our church family.
2: And so, and your church, friend, you know what? They just recently had uh, had that church open, right?
6: Uh, yes, we had our official Special grand, grand opening, opening Sunday morning. I
2: heard it was yes. so many people there, and it just was yes. crazy.
6: <laughs> it was packed out. People were sitting on the floor in
2: the back of us. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yes. So this yes. Sunday is probably going to be just as packed. Wonderful. Yeah, yes. I plan on getting out there and seeing what it's all about. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a uh Hello. Um, Joel Osteen has a church like that in Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, big congregation, lights, camera, action, mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of stuff, a lot of people.
3: The neighbors are complaining. Yeah, a... and, and
2: the neighbors are complaining over there about mm-hmm. the traffic and the cars being parked and. They, I think they're signing petitions
5: and they things said, like that.
2: They're saying mm-hmm. the church is too loud. Yeah, the music is, is just too loud. Mm-hmm. So they need to build some type of barrier wall.
6: I mean, over here at, at my church. At yeah. your at church? church, yeah. Yeah. So we pray, We pray for favor over us. Mm-hmm. You know for our that's our our prophetess uh Brenda Todd and the gap standards we're all prayer warriors, we pray for favor over us there, you know, favor with the community yeah. with the leaders well, with everything, mm-hmm. and so we just stand in agreement with favor over the complaints and all of that,
2: you know, yeah, well, you have to do some things uh to accommodate uh people mm-hmm. you know in certain ways, you know because if you are creating what i what we call a disturbance. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm in my house and all hear is rumbling bass, right. just rumbling through my house. You know, there have to be some kind of compromise where yes, we can do it's, something.
3: It's, it's going to have to be.
2: Yeah. So do we can do something to where I'm not my home is not being disturbed, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think that's what's happening now. And so those. People in that community, just like when they moved down to the gathering place, mm-hmm. you know, and they had all of those neighbors in that neighborhood yeah. who were back right there at the gathering place, and people were parking in front of the houses and stuff like that. They couldn't get out of the, the driveways, mm-hmm. and it, it uh, started a, a disturbance, mm-hmm. you know, and something like that. God will give you favor when you do the right thing. Yeah. You know, yes, and, and
6: they have to understand that before this was the Spirit Bank Event Center. Yes, that now it, you know, transformation it, it's paid off. You
2: yeah, know, it's paid off. I understand. It's ours, I understand know, that. So. But the church is responsible for taking care of its people. You know, and you just can't disturb people. You know, because you're just wanting the word to go forward. You know, which I hear because Mm -hmm.
3: people have different, they have different
2: beliefs. I think
3: we're talking about a wall,
2: though. Yeah, Yeah. they need that barrier wall to be built. Mm -hmm. All the money and funding that they have to Mm -hmm. do it, they can get that wall built to where that will not disturb the tenants, Mm -hmm. you know. And I'm
6: sure that they are probably, I don't know, but I'm sure they're probably already working on something like that for Transformation Church.
2: Yeah, they need to.
6: We just believe the best for us
2: and, uh. The you got to pray system. for the best, but yeah. you got to be, con- yeah. you, you know, you got to realize that you just, sometimes you just can't bust in a neighborhood and do mm-hmm. what you want right. to do, right. you know what I mean? And without mm-hmm. taking the community and consideration mm-hmm. for the community, you know, and sometimes we have a tendency to do that mm-hmm. in it, certain areas without, you about, know. The
3: Bible says do things decent and in order. In order, an, so. order. right. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm
6: sure we're not meaning to cause any kind of disturbances around our new area. It's just that, you know, the spirit of God is moving and people is, is they're coming out. They want to touch from God. I mean, we've got people all over, not just here in Tulsa. I mean, people are here. Yeah. I've met people from Texas, I, from I, I, California, I, 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 I'm, from, I'm from,
2: with you. Yes. I'm with you on that, but yes. you cannot disturb my house, mm-hmm. you know, my home in which I live, you know, you cannot just, dis- God is coming out and doing things. Mm-hmm. What if you were around someone with a different religion or a different
0: uh, faith-based
2: or belief system. Mm -hmm. You can't force your belief system on someone else. Mm -hmm. You have to balance yourself to the Mm -hmm. point where you respect at least what they, they may not agree with what you agree with, Mm -hmm. but you got to at least respect uh, their environment and their place before you even got
3: there. Mm -hmm. You know, so you gotta, you gotta do that.
2: You know, that's what I think is right to do. It is
3: the right thing to do. And I do believe they're already talking about a while Uh, Yeah. To do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know, know, it has to be a compromise. I just believe God is
6: going to bless Transformation Church with favor and we're going to be able to. To uh, uh, handle everything that God gives us. He probably will. You know, he so it, probably it's will. It's going to happen. No it's doubt. Happen. No, no doubt. No, the spirit no doubt of God of that. is moving over transformation, church, right. and Pastor Michael Todd, and, and all of our church family. And so I believe that something good is happening even right now as we speak.
2: Yeah. So, so it's yes, going to be but, good things. But just respect those in your environment mm-hmm. that are around. Just kind of like right now. I could blast this neighborhood out mm-hmm. with my equipment that I have in mm-hmm. here. I really could turn it up. And turn that radio station and blast it out. Mm-hmm. But if some of the neighbors started complaining, mm-hmm. I got to be respectful. Got to. to let them know mm-hmm. that okay, man, we got to turn it down a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because we want to get the word we want to get the word out there. Right.
3: You want to so, be effective. You want to be effective, yeah. but
2: you don't want the controversy a cause, enemies. <laughs> cause a whole bunch of enemies. Yeah. You know, because when you're doing good stuff, the enemy will come in mm-hmm. to, to 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 do stuff to to break you down. Yeah. You know, and it would be mm-hmm. sad if transform- transformation was would- uh, all of a sudden, get some kind of lawsuit or city right. city ordinance. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, in, in fact, the of, city know, is going to step in if they don't yeah, do it Yeah, city going to step in yeah. and they're going to give some kind of ordinance mm-hmm. for loud music and stuff like that. So, well,
6: actually, we just believe that whatever God wants to go, you know, it's it's going to take place, and we just believe that we're protected. People are going to still come pouring in from all over the world. They will, and and we're going to have enough money to get whatever it is I that Transformation that is Church needs. Yeah. We're going to get it in the mighty name. Of
2: Jesus. I believe that transformation will get it. I believe that wall is coming. All right. Hey, we're getting down to the wire. And uh I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come in here. Uh Retia, you and uh yeah. Mr. Divas, mm-hmm. you know, coming here being yeah. on the Bob Eaton show where we tell our stories our way. It was an honor. Yeah, and come back. The show is recorded, you guys. So those who are are listening. You can go back in archives and just Google the Bobby Eden show and you'll see you guys right there and stuff like that. You know, so we want you to take care. Okay.
0: Okay. And that's
2: what we want you to do. All right. Once again, keep in mind that we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on Saturdays from 12 to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, you need to get in touch with us email us at eatonmusic2 at gmail.com that's E-A-T-O-N music2 at gmail.com alright until the next time we want you to have a good one you know peace and blessings and stay blessed.